We're on our 5K taxi tour. We gave a taxi driver $5,000 on Saturday to take us as far down the country as we could get. We are on day three, and we'll bring you some of the highlights throughout this afternoon. Yeah, but like, yeah, we're going to be broadcasting around the country, and we want to welcome you to Hastings. Have a listen. We welcome the Brose $5,000 taxi tour to Hastings. Population 70,000, which statistically means someone has definitely slept with their cousin. Hastings was first discovered by Mouldy in the early 1800s, then in 1867, crassly stolen by civilis-laden British colonials. Known for its love of wine and weed, the region has plenty on offer. How about slipping into your budgie smugglers and heading to Splash Planet for a slip down the Hydra slide? And take a swim in a pool full of children who may or may not have peed in it. A word of warning, watch out for the warm spots. Afterwards, pop into the local Radius Pharmacy and purchase some Flixinase if you have congested nostrils or any other such ailments. How about a trip down to the local farmyard to see what animals look like before they end up on your dinner plate? You could visit the Hastings Public Library and read a book like a nerd. Then head into one of the many wineries to get grossly intoxicated and tell each other what you really think. And you know, one other thing is you don't know anything. Yes, Hastings. A beautiful part of New Zealand bursting with scenery and a few gang members. And I don't know what it's done to deserve the burden of hosting these two twerfs. Uh, so there we go, broadcasting out of Hastings great this afternoon. It's yeah. great to be here inside the Breeze studio. Yeah. I can, you can feel a breeze in here, can't you? <laughs> I, I don't think, think... maybe the aircon. I see why they called it the breeze. Uh, but next on the show, uh, we are on the taxi tour. Yeah. We may be away all week, depending how long this $5,000 lasts us. And Jono, you forgot to pack something. Uh, one of the most important items you need on any journey. Yeah, well, I think especially... In... Female or male. Uh, this is a requirement. And we are sitting together in a cab, mm. just three of us. For a long time in some hot weather, and this is critical. This is a critical item yeah. you've got. I'm on forgot. day three with this item. I don't, this disgusts me. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. And we've had the age-old dispute that you have with taxi drivers. Has, our driver's name's Hedder, and we get out of the car. He doesn't stop the meter. The meter keeps ticking. We'll, there's... It's been a source of many arguments. Oh, yeah, because the first night we got to about $800 by the end of the day, and we're like, okay, that's fair enough. We'll leave it there. Went to bed, came back in the he morning. He left the meter running all night. I know, another four, five hundred dollars on the meter, just for us doing nothing. So we're we're having some debate. I think we should do a runner at the end of this. <laughs> Not pay for the taxi. <laughs> anyway, we'll bring you up to speed with our arguments with the header very shortly. Uh, but we noticed, I noticed something on Saturday, and it spawned out of just. Organic conversation. Yeah. And I've forgotten a very important item on this. Yeah, have a listen to this. We're, we're talking in the cab on the first day and uh, we discovered something about Jono. We're with Hedda travelling down the southern motorway, baby. What do you want to say, my friend? Hey, how you guys? I'll see you down the road around the country. <laughs> there you go. You see, down the road and around the country. Hedda, first question that we'd like to ask you. How many pairs of underpants did you bring? <laughs> Seven, eight. Seven or eight. That's yeah. a good number yeah. of underpants. Yeah. How many did you bring? I actually bought more. <laughs> you, what are you planning on doing? I don't know. I just thought oh maybe God. I'll have more. We're only away for five days. I bought ten. Two a day, just in case. Wow. you want. Well, I'm sitting down. I might get sweaty. I was just like, <laughs> hey, at some stage during the day, there's another pair of underpants there I can change into. I honestly think I forgot to bring underpants. Poor. I'm not I'm not joking. <laughs> well, hey, I've got double. Amount, <laughs> I think so. I'll need them. So that was a, just a moment of horror. Three days later, well, a hero is still <laughs> fighting their weight. 
I'm a hero, a national hero. No, you're not. Fighting their way through no, the same the, pair of underpants <laughs> for an entire journey of the country. Well, this is the thing, because we have been travelling down the country and at many occasions, like yesterday, where we stopped to lunch, right next to a warehouse. I was like, great opportunity for Jono to go in and buy some underwear. And you're like, no, no, that's my thing now. That is my thing. <laughs> like, I've made the mistake. I have to live with it, Ben. But it's like, I, I offered to buy you some underpants. I have to live with it, there my were, friend. The three for $15. I was like, that's sweet. We'll go see our mates at Helenstone Brothers and, ha- and Hastings. They'll give you some underpants. Listen, no. I've, I'll live with my the consequences no, of my actions. But it's alcohol. <laughs> we get the consequences. Okay. 0800 The Edge. Oh. Can anyone beat my current record of a three-day stint in the same piece of clothing. No, okay. no one, Can no. anyone beat this? 3343 on the text, 0800 The Edge. All right. Who well, has gone lo- the longest amount of time you've gone in the same pair of, uh, same piece of clothing? Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Zach's with us on 0800 The Edge. Welcome to Hastings, Zach. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Show greeting. Uh, the longest time you've wore a pair of clothing? Uh, six days straight in Six da- Is this the same pair of clothes? Yeah, the same pair of underwear. Six days. See, I'm I'm happily changing my underwear two or three times a day if yeah. I get the chance. Raro would provide a lot of moisture <laughs> as well, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Was, Why? Was, well, you, was not good. Did you forget to Did you forget to pack underpants too? Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's a yeah, horrible we feeling when you realise. Realize yeah. Mm, six six days, well done. Okay. I take my right. hat off to you, so sir. He, he might have been swimming as well, so maybe that feels a little bit like you're washing them as you go. Oh, look, he's... Oh, there you go. Thanks. <laughs> Great. You went into a lot of detail there. <laughs> nice Im- Im- image there. Someone said, Brittany's texting saying, I wore the same bra for two weeks at a time. Oh, two okay. weeks? Two, yeah. A bra's probably okay. Well, I wonder. Like, I'm, yeah. Like, you, you know, feel different. Like, different. feel diff- like not as, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's not, yeah. Yeah. I know yeah. Saying, yeah. Guy texted in, he wore the same clothes with no shower for 28 days. The same clothes with no shower. His work clothes. No. 28 days. That's that's February. Listen, I'm just a lightweight. I'm just I'm just starting my journey. <laughs> no, I'm just a lightweight. No, and you're finishing that journey. And I'll have daily updates of how this heroic tale is going. Not a heroic tale. Every day. Poor here, um, Hitter and myself, we're sitting in the cab mm. with you. It's hot. We, we don't want this. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. In the weekend, we went through Hamilton yeah. and we saw there was Autofest. There was a big car show on. Yeah. And uh, we're like, well... We're in a car. We're in a taxi. Yeah. So we snuck through security at Autofest with Hedda, our driver, uh, in the cab and somehow managed to talk our way onto the burnout pad. Okay. So this, imagine a burnout pad. Basically a coliseum of festering, sweaty, Cody drinking bogans. Oh, yeah. Vying for rubber to be burnt. Thousands of them were sitting around this thing. And uh, it was quite nerve because we managed to get into the final. We're so like, the final a, four cars. A taxi doing a burnout on this is going to bring the house down. So we roll, we've got audio of it. Okay, this is, we'll play it to you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, have a, have a listen to what happened as we go out onto the burnout pad. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a fourth finalist in the four and six. We're in the finals already, guys. Finals. Okay, here we go. Presenting we straight from Auckland in a Blue Star taxi. Please make welcome Jono and Ben. Okay, here we go. Now, Jono and Ben want to know what you think of their skits. Okay, all right. All right, guys. Anyone got some McDonald's? All right, we're good okay. to go. We're good to go. Anyway, okay. 
Go, go, go. Make some noise, crowd, for the tomorrow. This is too much. Just put the accelerator down. Go. Oh, God. I can do it. Oh, God. I can do it. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. We were shamed out of Hamilton. <laughs> and here is the fence. Uh, textbook three-point turn. Like a lovely three-point turn. He did a great three-point turn. <laughs> that would have got him his full driver's licence in an instant. He was in a driving Maybe test. Maybe not the time to do a three-point turn. It wasn't really appreciated for the textbook three-point turn it was, but a lovely three-point turn. Okay, so uh, we left there with our heads held very low. <laughs> Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Yeah, and there's, a, there's a, bit, a bit of a bone of contention about when Hedda, our uh, driver, stops the meter and doesn't stop the meter. So far, he hasn't stopped the meter. He keeps <laughs> telling us he's going to stop the meter. Not once has he stopped the meter. But then he says that's how it works. And in his defense, again, that is kind of how it works. Yeah, so we uh, the, the first stop on the on the journey was Huntley, just in the uh, the Waikato there. And we were just wandering down the main road of Huntley with our bottles of Brose wine, which we've taken on a nationwide tour. Um, and this car stopped in the middle of the road. This guy gets out. Bounding out of the drivers with a great mullet, like, Ho- holding up traffic in Huntley. There was at least one car <laughs> behind him, <laughs> some distance. <laughs> but you know, maybe it was going down that road. We're not sure, but there might have been a traffic jam. So the doors, the car doors, are wide open in the middle of the road, and so he comes b- bounding over, and he's like, "You mad dogs! You mad dogs! Do you recognise me? You mad dogs!" And we're like, "No." And he's like, "He's the guy from the drink driving ad. You know, the guy with the mullet when he walks out and looks at himself in the car window." And then there's the flashback we of all the We parodied that ad. It's a great yeah. ad. He, he was bloody good in that. His name's George, and uh, he certainly lives up to his character in the drink driving <laughs> ad. Have a listen. We're in Huntley, and uh, scared for our lives. <laughs> With George, how you going, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Bloody grouse, mate. You're running a splendid mullet there, George. Cheers, mate. Uh, it's, it's been a while in the progress. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while, though. It's really good. Great girth. <laughs> The best girth, mate. <laughs> Are we still talking about the mullet? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Hopefully so, anyway. Ben and myself, we've released some wine. That looks disgusting. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and that was uh, George's... Don't re- anything. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not rosé, it's brosé. Oh, brosé. Yeah. See what we've done there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so what, oh, what do you think? I think it's actually quite a nice uh, drop. Can I, can I have a swig of it? Well, you can take the bottle if you want. Oh, cheers, mate. Let's yeah. have a swig. Okay. What do you reckon, honest? I want to feed it to my cat. <laughs> Jesus, what you put in that thing? So there's George, the guy from the drink driving ad. Yeah. So uh, 0800 The Edge, what we want to know, have you been in any ads? Anyone listening right now, have you been in, the, in an ad? You might be the Briscoe's lady. Yeah, you could be uh, You could be a hand model. Maybe your hands were used to model knives at uh, Kmart or something I, for a catalogue. I was in a catalogue once about how to put a bike helmet on. I was the guy who put the helmet on wrong. And you still have been till this day, haven't you? You, like, you didn't quite know. You've never quite nailed putting that helmet on the right way around. I had it all sort of off to the side and like kind of the, the neck thing up. I was like, surely no one, no one's going to be doing this. But Why I, does there have to be an advisory poster on how to put a helmet on properly? But I was that guy. Listen, if you can't put a helmet on, probably bike riding's not for you. Producer Dan, you've been in an ad? Yeah, I was the curry guy in a, um, in a 
supermarket ad. Oh, that's right. You were eating... spray my face with sweat. Oh, eating so a hot curry. Yeah. yeah, I was eating a hot curry. Okay, so have you been in an advert? It can be just a photo advert. It could just be in your local newspaper. It could be a TV advert. Whatever. 0800 The Edge 3343 on the text. Jono, Ben and Sharon. The Edge. I've actually pulled up something that you don't like. You don't... You, uh, this is, you're from your dark past and it's something you don't like no, being pulled yes, out of the it's closet. about 10 years ago. I was in a drink driving commercial... Um, and Ben was driving down the road with his mate and they're talking about their great night and they're eating pies and they're driving to work and then they get pulled over at a drink driving stop and this happens. It's a failed result, sir. Please step out of the car. <laughs> what? What do you mean failed? Look, man, I'm, I'm in the middle of drilling my bloody breakfast. Step out of the car. Come on, mate. I'm going to be late for work. I've been asleep. Oh, my God. It's... Very coincidental the Academy Awards are on today because the, that is criminal that that didn't win an Oscar. Can I just say on your on your part? No. That you... should have beaten De Niro, Pitt, Clooney. Those names okay. mean nothing compared to that performance. Okay, not great acting, but hey, I was in an ad, drilling my breakfast, and you haven't let me live it down since. No, you, drill, you drill your breakfast every morning. You do a good job. <laughs> That's what I say every morning. I'm just drilling my breakfast. Glennie's with us on 0800 The Edge. Hey, welcome to Hastings, Glennie. It's good to have you here with us. Oh, thanks, Bono and Jan. Nice to be here. <laughs> it's a bloody lovely day out here, Glennie. You would be loving it in Hastings. <laughs> I probably would be if I was there. Okay, what, uh, what ad did you star in, Glennie? So, well, it was a few years ago now, and I was working for AJ Hackett Bungie in Queenstown. I was a debt operating crew, you know, tying people up, pushing them off, stuff like that. Uh, yeah. And I was on my day off, and I was in a cafe, and someone tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, um, you can't bungee jump, can you? And I was like, well, yeah. And they went, oh, what are you doing tomorrow? Because we might need you to be a stunt double. So uh, I had the day off tomorrow, that day. Ended up being a stunt double in a bungee jump commercial for a product called AccuView Contact Lens Liquid, and the person I was stunt doubling for was Miranda Kerr. Oh, wow, very famous actor. Well done. That's awesome. (laughs) Okay, what was the product? I was trying to get my head around. What what did it do? So the part was she was bungee jumping, and the contact lenses had such great... Um, you know, stickability with the liquid, whatever, that they stayed in while she bungee jumped. Wow, so okay. I was like her stunt double. For, like, we were at Skipper's Canyon for like two days. I was doing probably 18 jumps a day to try and get, you know, the right shot and the right angle. I had to get my hair dyed and cut to be the same colour as hers. Ended up going on a horse riding trek with her. And uh, my guitar ended up hitting her at the head when we were waiting around for to be called on set and stuff like that. Oh, my God. Wow, what an amazing story. Gee, what's happening? Good Bunsen? Good Bunsen? What are we talking here? <laughs> uh, it, you know, it's just what happens when you live in Queenstown. It's just like a, you know, mecca for that type of thing, That's really. A great story, Glennie. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Appreciate it. On 3343, uh, Deirdre's just texting saying she, how her hands were used to hold a pottle of sour cream in a sour cream commercial. Oh, yeah. Famous sour cream hands there. <laughs> well done, Deirdre. Uh, and also, Nick has texted in uh, 3343 as well. Um, my face was used in a before shot 
for um, bad skin. All right. Bad skin for like the uh, a Casey Clinic type place. You get using a lot of hair loss ones, don't you? The before shots. Go screw yourself, mate. <laughs> don't you, Jono? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 they're great. Great look for the before shots. <laughs> I'm the before <laughs> shots for any bad life decisions. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Why am I saying thank you? I don't know. <laughs> thank you very much for mocking me here this <laughs> thank afternoon. Thank you, Ben. I appreciate that mocking, my friend. I really do appreciate it. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Uh, joining us in our Auckland studios uh, with the comedy festival coming up very shortly, the Billy T nominees have been announced. This is New Zealand's best up-and-coming comedian, and uh, she's very funny. She's the head writer on Jono and Ben. Alice Sneddon, thanks for coming in. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's, it feels weird welcoming you because you're the head writer on our TV <laughs> yeah. show. Yeah. yeah. And now, now we're meeting in a very official capacity. I know. You've never been so nice to me before my Well, you write, you write the questions for us to ask you today. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we had to welcome you. That was the first thing. We've done that. All it's a pleasure to meet were... you, my good lady. <laughs> All the questions I wrote were about how much money I make and how do you go about getting a raise. Yeah. What makes you a great comedian? That's the question I need to ask you. Oh, yet. really? Well, first of all, I appreciate the assumption that I am a great comedian. That was the question. We had to read it. Yeah, straight off the bat, thank you for the compliment. <laughs> but no, you are you're, laugh. So. You're, you're, you're nominated for uh, the Billy T? Yes, that's right. I am nominated the, for the Billy T. For those that don't know, uh, the Billy T Award is, is very prestigious when the International Comedy Festival rolls around. Um, mm-hmm. Is it for newcomers to comedy, Billy T? Yeah, I think they've kind of switched it up a little bit this year because you have to have done a show or like half a show before you can be nominated. Yeah, right. Because so, it used to be you could just rock up and do five minutes and then um, you get a nom off the back of that. But this year they changed the rules a little bit. Making I'm, you work hard for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I can't remember what. I can't remember the rules. I'm the worst spokesperson for this award. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, You're meant to be the shining light for this thing. <laughs> come out there, they said, Alice will come in, she'll wave the trophy around, she'll know all the details. Yeah. Well, the trophy's a bit premature. Because <laughs> you get given a towel, don't you? Because Billy T you do, uh, was famous yeah. for wearing a yellow towel around his neck. Yeah, which is great because you can actually do something with it, you know? Dry I'll yourself. Pro- yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't wait. I, one day, it's my big dream to dry myself off. <laughs> what, the Billy T <laughs> New Zealand's <laughs> most prestigious comedy award. <laughs> I actually, uh, doing my research on you, I found out a really funny story about you uh, travelled on a bus. Uh, in oh. Southeast Asia, was it? Yes, God. Um, yeah, I went travelling for like three months by myself through Southeast Asia, and I had some really awful bus bus trips. Um, I think the one you're talking about is the worst one I ever had was I was catching. This is one that happened in the middle of the night. Yeah, it happened in the middle of the Well, yeah, because you never know if the travel agencies are for real because it's just some guy with like a plastic chair and, <laughs> and like yeah. a school desk. <laughs> welcome. And, yeah, welcome to the office. And all the signs are done in like word art <laughs> and they just say like travel agent. <laughs> so, just on the road? Yeah, just on the road. Really? So I just went up to this guy. I was trying to catch a bus from Laos to Vietnam. I bought a ticket from him and he was like, great, come back at like two o'clock in the morning or one o'clock in the morning. I was like, that feels like an odd time. <laughs> to depart. But, yeah, but yeah. I just went along with it. And I got on this bus and it was full. So they started like arguing with each other about me getting on the bus. And eventually I got on and I was like, it's fine. The bus driver was smoking the biggest bong I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> but I was like, I, I've got no other option. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> oh, jeez. I know. And then about an hour later, we were just driving through these like hills to get to Vietnam and what I didn't know is that the hills are like 
they're like, you look out your bus window and you're looking down the face of a cliff. So I was like, this bus is going to go <laughs> off. And it, and it moves like a boat does in the water when it keels. <laughs> so it'll, it'll go over the edge every now yeah, and then. Yeah, I was, and I, the whole time I had been thinking like, I was going to, I'm going to die. So I had... I took like all the medication I could. <laughs> I was like, I didn't have anything really. I was like, I'll take a bunch of ibuprofen. <laughs> I'm not going to get a headache for at yeah. least five hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh and my that'll God. knock me out. And then eventually we got to Vietnam and we got delayed because I found out then the bus driver, he opened up the bottom of the bus and it was just filled with live chickens. <laughs> So he was like just trying to smuggle like chickens across the border. <laughs> He's got so much going on. <laughs> smuggling chickens. <laughs> so smuggling weed. Yeah. Oh, Alice Sinner nominated for the Billy T Award, part of the International Comedy Festival. Congratulations on the nomination. Thank you. Good luck for it. Good Thanks. luck for it. And uh, if people want to catch any uh, any comedy, where do they go? Great, great question. <laughs> where do they go? They <laughs> said she would know all the details. <laughs> <laughs> no, go to the comedyfestival.co.nz awesome. for the website there. I'm going to be doing a show in Wellington for a week in May and then a show in Auckland for a week in May. Thank you, Alice. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Big day today, and not just because we're taking a taxi around New Zealand for mm. $5,000. There's always other stuff going on in the world. Yeah. I mean, it's easy for you to focus your attention on what local heroes Jono <laughs> and Ben are doing, but there's news abroad. Basically, Hollywood have heard about our taxi tour and they want to one-up us yeah. with something a it's much more It's a classic cock blocking. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's it classic cold. Uh, so they've got a little thing they put on today called the Oscars. Yeah, you well, may have heard of it, you may not have heard of we it. We thought it deserved a little bit of airtime and a little bit of publicity. So we have from Bravo, the host from Bravo, Cassidy Morris, joining us live from Los Angeles. Howdy, partner. How's it going? We're good. How are you? Oh, I'm great. I'm really great. Are you over there for the Oscars, are you? I wish I could say that, but no, I'm not. I'm not here for the oh, Oscars. Oh, just say it. Just say it. Yeah, just pretend we've <laughs> flown you over there at great expense to be our official <laughs> reporter for the Oscars. Yeah, no, but I am watching the Oscars, so but just from afar. Hey, look, we could be watching the Oscars if we wanted <laughs> to turn the TV on. Why are we talking to you? Why are we paying good money for this expensive phone call? Hey, I'm actually at the location, though, like in LA. Oh, not at the oh, place, okay. but oh, that's close good. by. You're in the vicinity of the awards yeah. ceremony. Tell exactly, us about this. that's what I was Tell looking for. All the stars you've seen today, Cassidy Morris, you name them. I actually ran into Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, wow. Oh, did you? I know. It's quite funny. I say I ran into him as if we're old friends. Like, oh, I just ran into uh, Jake. But no, it was definitely just like a stroll past, but... Oh, I see you saw her. Oh, that's good. Hey, that's a good spotting. That's an exclusive. Yeah. No one else has got that. Also, you're, you're really good friends with uh, Kylie Jenner. Have you seen her baby? I have not seen her baby, no. Other than Snapchat. What you have to do if you have a friend who's, you know, just had a baby, even if the baby's ugly, you've got to pretend it's cute. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we'll just do a bit of role play. I'll be Kylie Jenner with my baby. You be you. And you just say how cute the baby is, okay? Hey, okay. Cassidy. Here's my baby. Oh my God! Stop. She's beautiful. Oh, that's oh, that well that's done. Good. That's 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 wonderful. You've got that down pat. Who are you predicting for the Oscars this afternoon? Um, firstly, um, to take out the the big awards. Well, I would love if Margaret Robbie took out the award um, for a movie, I Tonya, because I am obsessed with it. So I'm waiting for that to be on. And she was once dating a New Zealander. So yeah, true. She's basically a Kiwi. She's the, <laughs> she's well, the yeah, only one we've got there, isn't she? 
yes. And so producer Dan says you're off to some highfalutin parties to snort cocaine and whatnot tonight. <laughs> no, he didn't say that. He said highfalutin parties. Jono just made up the last bit. I made up the cocaine. <laughs> She's a respectable reporter, Jono. And you I'm jo- a respectable oh, yeah. radio No, answer. you're not. You so- I'm sorry, Cassidy. This is, this is what I have to deal with on a daily basis. Oh, okay. I don't know how you do it. So okay, so you're off to these heroin-laden parties. <laughs> no, okay, shop, shop. So ignore what Jono say. What sort of parties are you going to be heading to later on? What's going on in Hollywood? Unfortunately, I have a massive day tomorrow, so I will not be attending any parties tonight. Yes, I have a very early start. Oh, okay, all right. Well, but last night we hear you uh, you went to a very fancy restaurant. Last night. Was it Sir? Is there a restaurant? I did. Where's producer Dan? You are feeding us. The worst Honestly, research. Like, what are you guys up to? No, nothing. No, producer Dan said you went to a restaurant, sir, or something last night. He's just, uh, this is what he said Listen, to ask I'll you. i tell you what's going to happen now, Cassidy. We're going to fire <laughs> our, our schmuck of a producer <laughs> for getting all of this know. information wrong. Yeah, I don't know where you guys are getting this, this from. I'd be really intrigued to find out. Here comes Dan now. Listen, <laughs> Dan, every piece of freaking information you fed us for wrong. Cassidy... Has been wrong. Not one of it's been right. You've got a zero from five hit rate. What do you want to say to Cassidy? I think you deserve. I think you owe her an apology. I apologise, uh, Cassidy. I, um, if I'm honest, I was stitched yeah. up by uh, management of your management. If anything, <laughs> <laughs> you said that when she went to a restaurant last night. A, I don't believe that uh, for a second. They're very unprofessional. Uh, <laughs> you, you need to. You need uh. to fire some people. They're very unprofessional. <laughs> You didn't, you didn't go out with uh, Kim Kardashian last night for dinner? No, I didn't. I didn't do that, oh. actually, no. Oh, no, that's what I was but, told. Anyway, no, that's oh. fine. So what, in, the, in Hollywood this afternoon, can you, do, do, the, do the average person on the street, do they care about the Oscars? Are there big they, sort of signs up everywhere? What's going no, on? No, they do. Everyone, everyone really, really cares about the Oscars. Like at the moment in my hotel, I can actually look down, and it's actually quite amazing. They're doing a screening down in the pool area I think and everyone's dressed up in beautiful gowns and suits and yeah it's, they definitely do it well in every way I feel like I've seen a lot of people's snapchats and everyone's getting involved which is really cool to see tell you what it ain't no New Zealand Music Awards, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they've got no, better hosts than us. <laughs> we'll, we'll give them their time in the sun. Hey, Cassidy Morris, host of Bravo, lovely to talk with you. I apologise for 50% of this being... The 50% of this interview being factually incorrect, but and, hey... And some of the things you said to Cassidy, we... Well, yeah, we You enjoy your cocaine. You have a great <laughs> no, time in Los Angeles. I'm sorry, Cassidy, about him. Uh, um, but yeah, have a great time in LA, and um, once again, you can catch uh, Cassidy Morris on Bravo, the new show, The Dish. Yay. Yes. Hey, lo- Tuesdays love your work, and Fridays. Ca- love your work, Cassidy. Look after yourself. Thank you. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. So this is uh, part of the show that we call Ring Up, up Ryan. Ryan. Our boss, Ryan. Big, salty old Aussie battler, isn't he? About yes. 22 foot tall. And uh, we like to do a segment that mm. kind of will um, jeopardize our jobs. Yeah, and just make sure that Ryan is listening to the radio show. So what we do is because do... sometimes he's like, "Hey, good show yesterday." You're like, you, didn't, like listen. you didn't listen to it because we, we only ever do average shows. <laughs> We've never had a good show. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to uh, do something. Last week we um, we shut up. We had dead air. We had nothing on the radio, and it stopped when Ryan rang up and uh, he could p- put the segment to bed. Today, Jono, you've got a new idea that I don't know if it's good. Chang. Chang's in Auckland. Hit yes. the music. So, what I have here from the Broadcasting Standards Authority, the list of the most offensive words from the least offensive 
to the most offensive word. Think of the worst word. So these are the worst words to say on radio. Yeah. So I'm going to start slowly listing them from least offensive to most (laughs) offensive until Ryan phones up. Chang, you've got to let us know when Ryan calls up, okay? Because your your job's on the line on this too, right? I'm pressing the buttons. How can I? No, nah, Chang, your job's on. We're all on this together, <laughs> mate. Chang, you could. Chang, this. this is a John and Chang. Ben and Sharon show. Nothing to do with Chang. <laughs> Chang, you could take down the 14th most popular afternoon radio show today. That was slipped to 17th, mate. 17th, 17th. Okay, this, this is all in your hands. Okay, okay. okay. Oh God, this is why we're 17th. Okay, here we go. Ring up Ryan if you're listening. Ryan, just call, mate. It'll make it end. Bloody. Is that the... Ooh, okay. Prick. Okay, well, I thought you had a little bit more space in between these. Oh, oh, hotline is ringing. Hotline is ringing. <laughs> Balls. He's on the line. Cut. He's on the Bastard. line. Bastard. Jono, stop. Stop, stop, stop. Jesus Christ. Jono, Jono. Reel it in, mate. Reel it in. <laughs> he was so quick on that too, and Jono, you just wanted to get through more words. <laughs> I tell you what, guys, I, I, I absolutely shat my pants. I had to pull over uh, in, in, in heavy traffic. I had to pull over just to make sure that I, that I could get, get, get straight on the phone. I, I, I know what the number one word is, and I, and I, I was petrified we were going to get to that. I love how our boss phones up to stop us from staring, and then he's like, I just almost shit my pants. <laughs> the fourth most offensive word. <laughs> oh, ring up, Ryan. It's always good to have you listening to the show, mate. Oh, cheers, guys. Love listening most of the time. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. There we go. I'll ring up, Ryan. will be back next week with another idea. Nearly got through them. Nearly got through them. <laughs> you, you, you rang up and you listed off like about six in a row. I felt like, did we get a chance to get them all out? Jono, Ben and Sharon. The Edge. And we met a great guy over the weekend named John. Have a listen. With John here, uh, who made the news in 2017 because he uh, kicked his heart back into gear using an electric fence, John. Yes, that's right. Well, I did, didn't have a lot of choice, actually, because the Waikato Hospital up here refused to treat me after we uh, had a disagreement up there, and uh, so the options were to go to Rotorua or to Auckland, so I thought I'd uh, just try the electric fence. It may well work. So your options were go to hospital in Auckland, go to hospital in Rotorua, or shock yourself in the electric <laughs> fence. I think you chose the worst of the three options. <laughs> Well, I don't know of the Auckland traffic and that. I think I chose the best of three options, actually. So you've got an irregular heartbeat and uh, you thought to get it back in line, you'd come out to your neighbour's fence and put your hand on the electric fence. That's correct, because at the end of the day, that's what the hospital had done in the past, but they put you out and put the paddles on your chest and shock you. Head our taxi driver. Got any questions for John, mate? No, I'm good. <laughs> Thanks, Heather. Thanks for chipping in there. Hey, so so we're, uh, we're on the Brosé tour. We'd like to give you some of our Brosé wine, John. There yep. you go. Well, that's very good, thank you. I'm sure the wife will deal to that. And you've got a big pig over here in your lawn. What's I this? have, What's yeah. There's the Kuni Kuni pig, yeah. yeah that, that pig looks like it's about 160 kgs. Yeah, it probably is, actually. Make some noise, pig, for the radio. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> and so she uh, she gets a bit randy? Uh, she certainly does. Basically, I think she's not getting it regular now, and she's it's died off a bit. The old story, use it or you lose it. Like Ben. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Certain, certain times this in front of John, okay? okay. You do get a bit uh, a bit thrusty at certain times of the year, though, <laughs> no, don't you, Ben? Don't. No, I don't. Much like the animal. The animal instinct <laughs> no. in him comes out. So, yeah, we met John. He's a med- medical miracle. Yeah, not recommended, and he said he wouldn't recommend this to anyone else. He just gave it a crack to restart his heart, back, getting it back into the right rhythm. He shocked himself with his neighbour's electric fence. Okay, so this is the phone topic. 0800 The Edge. You try, hey, you call us. You know, you're going on the way home. You give us a call now. 3343 is the text too. Let's open up the phones to medical miracles. Have you nearly died? Did you save your own life? Did you operate on yourself? 
What did you do? Why? Yeah, why should you be dead? Medical miracles. We'd love to hear from you this afternoon. 0800 The Edge is the phone number or 3343 the text. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Are you a medical miracle, Alicia? Um, I am for my son. I had to give my son CPR. Oh, wow. he's, I, he's, he's good on you. I I think I'd panic in that situation. I, I don't know if I could do so. I've been I've been taught how to do CPR, but I think I'd forget everything. So you remembered everything. Well, I didn't have a choice. He was choking on a chip. Oh, man, that must have been the most scary thing to be. To, oh, geez. Did you, did you did it happen in like slow motion, or is it all going fast? What happens in those moments? It goes really, really fast. Good on you. Good on you, Ben. Would you CPR me? If I, if I had to, mm. I would. I'd CPR you. Thank you. Thank Not you. even to save your life, bro. <laughs> okay, all Just right. for some fun times. <laughs> okay, all right. There we go. <laughs> Thanks, Alicia. Appreciate that. Christine is with us on 0800 The Edge. You're a medical miracle. Hi. Yeah, I do have a medical miracle. I was year nine, so I was like, what, 13? And I wasn't feeling well in class. And I ended up, um, well, my appendix nearly ruptured. And <gasps> I had to walk three k's home. And I ended up um, walking three k's home from class because there's no buses. And my mum found me cold on the couch, and I had a. And once my mum got home, she picked me up and put me in her car and went to the hospital. What a battler! Wow! Wow! Like just appendix walked home. John, I couldn't walk three k's. It's just normally. No, <laughs> it sounds exhausting. Thank you for your call. Appreciate that. And Caitlin on 0800 The Edge. Are you a medical miracle, Caitlin? What happened? Oh, um, uh, I was about 17 and I was driving to my course and um, some lady like flagged me down and she was apparently in labour but she didn't know she was pregnant and I helped her deliver a baby. Did you deliver a baby? Yeah. You got you delivered a baby? What yeah. the heck? Yeah. Oh my God. Was it gunky? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, a lot of gunk. <laughs> I mean, quite an amazing story. Thank you very much. Ben, would you help deliver my baby? What are you... No, Not for medical purposes, just for fun, fun times. Yeah? Again, okay. you made this weird. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. And in the weekend we tried a sport I didn't even know existed. Yeah. You like lawnmowers? I do. Well, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> well I answered too quickly. They're okay. Okay, I mean, they've got a purpose. Yeah. Uh, well, these people are doing something very special with lawnmowers. So we're at the Bay Waikato Mower Racing a Club Association Foundation. I like your catchphrase, always kicking grass. I think it's good. I like that's it. That's good. So you guys race lawnmowers, Bez? Oh, we do. Yep, yep. That's the plan. Get out there and clean up some paddocks and have a bit of fun. Yeah, right. Okay, so we're about to hop on here. Uh, yep. One bit of advice. Um, go hard, really. How fast can these things go? Uh, usually about 50, sort of 60. K is what we limit them to. Okay, can we start one up, Barry? What worried me, though, was we just had to sign a form that said you could be killed, yeah. and it's not their fault. <laughs> not only do you kick grass, you also cover your grass. Oh, too, definitely, definitely got to cover your grass. Got grass covering here, eh? Got to cover grass. Okay, here we go. We're starting up these, so they're like little John Deere lawnmowers. And how fast will that go, Barry? Oh, really, really fast. It'll hurt when you come off. It'll hurt when we come off, okay? Can I say, Barry, yep. this is the most bogan shit I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got it, you got it. Hey, and while we're here, looking at you guys, yep. I imagine you'd love a rosé wine. Oh, always on a Sunday afternoon, a rosé. <laughs> can we, get, can we give to some of our brosé? Give oh, some of, mate. Can you have a, have a little taste and see what you think? Mm. Yeah, good. It's got a nice, um, great legs. Great, it's got great legs. Great, great legs. legs. Okay, go. Not bad. Although, hey, listen, looking at you guys, you you would drink any sort of piss. Hey, thanks, guys. There you go, lawnmower racing. We gave it a crack, and if the aim of the game was to drive over all the tyres that were placed around the track, then I think I, I clocked it mm. in my first attempt.
I feel like those things are just a, a news article waiting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good news article. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, though. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. That is our show for a Monday. Thank you so much for joining us. We are live from Hastings, or have been live from Hastings this afternoon. Thank you, Hastings. Yeah. Thank you to the great team at MediaWorks Hastings for letting us into the Breeze studio. Uh, which has an amazing open-door policy, the studio. It does. It's got two doors attached to it, but both doors are... One metre apart. Like, if you want to see the video, it's on the uh, John O'Ben and Sharon, the Edge Afternoons Facebook yeah. page. It's lovely. You can walk out one door, walk in the other door like they're, they're so close. So that concludes uh, Monday's Brose Wine $5,000 Taxi Tour episode. Uh, we are taking our wine around. We're about to head off to a potluck dinner in Hastings tonight. And we're going to leave you with a bit of roadside taste testing uh, with someone that we met today. How are you going, boys? Awesome, awesome. Yeah, we're just giving you a bottle of Brose. Bro, man. <laughs> you look like a rosé drinker. <laughs> well, I'm going to be. <laughs> I'm going to be a rosé drinker, bro. Wicked. Where are we at the moment? Yeah. We're in uh, Waiotapu, just uh, just by the Arataki factory here. So you make honey here? We do. Yeah. Well, not actually here, but, you know, all over the place, mata mata. How many times a day do you get stung? I expect to be stung every day. Really? Really? Every so day. Every day you go to work, you get stung? No, I don't get stung. I expect to be oh, stung. Because yeah. there's a sign up here saying live bees, and there are a lot of bees just fl- flying around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there is. And we always get a growling from this lady here. Oh, she always she... tunes us up for the bees. Oh, yeah. She just told us to piss off. <laughs> oh, that doesn't surprise me either. <laughs> Nolene, we've given you a brose as well. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I'm disappointed the pitch's been painted out. Oh, pixelated. You've pixelated our <laughs> private parts. Yeah. I was disappointed with reckons, my pixelation. Yeah, he reckons yours is bigger than that one. <laughs> hey, what are you doing? Is it going? What? Yeah, of course it's going. <laughs> Nolene's just noticed the recorder I've been holding in front of her face. Nolene, <laughs> different. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge.